Welcome to the show. You can watch and subscribe to the Project FIA TV show on YouTube. Drop comments and questions to us on the podcast via Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is Project FIA Goes PC. Hello, everyone. This is episode 80 of FIA Goes PC. Eight. Zero. I never thought we'd get to eight zero ever. We're just going to get beyond. We're going to keep going. We don't know when this is going to end. Could go on forever. Could be infinite. Could be, uh, I don't know. When we're all inside our laptops and Elon Musk rules the world with his technology that links us all to computers, this might still be happening. Who knows? I don't know. That's weird. Okay, so uh, to set the scene. We've left the gypsy uh, caravan park because obviously the UK is on a re-lockdown. We've got a second wave. The government's acknowledged the people again and waved to us for the second time. That's what that means. So we had to leave the camp. They went back to Romany. Uh, that's where all the gypsies from, to the National Gypsy Convent. Uh, convent? No, con convention. We've had a lot of conventions. It's very conventional right now. And they've gone back there. Uh, they're roaming around with their other people from Romany. And we've left. And because we've left, we were lost in fields and forests and things like this. And we thought, well, we've collected four or five keys, but then they reissued the lockdown, so the keys are useless. And when, luckily, our producer, say hello. Hi. She found an abandoned botanical garden. Well, I say botanical garden, it is advertised as that, but it's really more like a Victorian conservatory. Think poison ivy, Batman, that kind of a thing. And tell the kids at home why you've got green fingers. Because I'm in a botanical garden. And you stuck your fingers in lime jelly, right? Apparently. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to find that thing that I put in the jelly. I like we were jelly. We were playing censorship games. I said they were sensory games. And you said, no, I'm going to censor them from the podcast. So they're censorship games. And what? I was like, why? Because you said they're stupid and no one wants to hear about it. But I did say... Jelly to British people is not jelly to an American person, is it? No. No. The closest <laughs> thing Americans have to jelly, being British, is jello, which seems like someone's corporately tried to nick the word jelly and then made it a thing. Made it corporate. Corporate. Corporately. Mr. Corporately, he did it. Yeah, bad corporate guy. Made jello. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, or yellow, if you're German. Or... Hello, if you're a Spanish. Oh, no. So a lot of people were like, hey, man, why do you keep saying heli? You know, like heli. It's got really heli around yeah, here. My Spanish friends used to text me and type ja, ja, ja. You're Filipinos, too. Yeah. Everyone, they pronounce everyone, J's. Yeah. It's interesting. Language is a very strange and wondrous thing. But <laughs> jelly to us in England is closer to jello. Yeah. And jelly in America is closest to conserve. Jam. Yeah. Peanut strange. butter and jelly you can, sandwiches. You, yeah. You can have jam in America. There's a lot yeah. of traffic jams, for example. No. <laughs> but you can have, <laughs> you can jam a door. I saw a have jar. Have you ever jammed a door? I saw a jar of jam that was actually called traffic jam because it was three layers of three different colors. So this is just wrong. But have you ever jammed the door? It might have been lime jelly. I've never understood this. You know how they say, like, in a horror film, I'll set it up for you. Zombie apocalypse, like The Walking Dead, uh, or last Tuesday, if you're in an old folks home. Uh, <laughs> basically, they say, hey, man, you got to get all this stuff to jam a door with. And there's this one guy, probably me, in that horror film, who's really stupid. And he gets out this, like, you know, big vat of, like, grape jam, because you get that in America, like, massive jars of yeah. it. Yeah, For, for some vat. reason, you need a... <laughs> 10 point gallon jam thing <laughs> and you get this palette knife that you'd usually butter a cake with okay the size of your head and so then you just put jam on a door no but zombies still come in it's very annoying have you ever yeah yeah is that what they mean no like to stop the door from opening yeah exactly it's all sticky, not using it? jam oh my god i think treacle would be more effective actually when i think about it i don't know if americans know treacle molasses same to you. I have no <laughs> idea what your molasses are. Anyway, yeah, that sounds like a sea creature. That's why we don't say that. 
Molasses, by the way, is malt extract. Is it? By definition. Okay. So that's wrong, right? Why? Well, they have syrup. See? Americans have syrup. Why we are have we treacle. talking about sweet things? Oh, it's about differences. Starts off with jelly. You've got green fingers because you're jelly. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And that's how it is. Yeah. So mm. censor games that you censored from the podcast. And I've just breached your censorship, man, because you can't keep me down, buddy. You can talk about jelly all day if you wanted to. I could. I could. <laughs> I could make a lot of conversations about anything, really, that mm -hmm. involves uh, trifle. Yeah. Isn't it funny how trifle, which again, if you're American, you might not understand this fully. I'm not being horrible. It's just that East Coast America probably get it. West Coast America, they ain't going to get it. But if you've got a trifle, it's a British dessert and it's a layered thing. So you, you got, got like fruit in jam, then you got custard, then you got cream. That's the basic there's, one. There's cake Sponge as well. Sponge as well. Yeah, Sponge cakes. Well, it's not, it's like, um, you know what you make a tiramisu with, with the bread, the, uh, the angel fingers, whatever they call it. Yeah. Everyone's got a different name for it, right? In America, they call it Terrence. Lady fingers? Whatever, I don't know. Whatever those things are. Tiramisu, everyone knows what that is, yeah. right? It's like that, that you cannot actually soak in alcohol. Mm. But in conventional, say, normal kids' party trifles here in the UK, they don't have alcohol in it, obviously, because then you'd have a nightmare <laughs> situation on your hands. The kids are just thugs, you know, smashing each other's chest. It's funny. People have done that. Uh, and it is hilarious when you see eight-year-olds Why are you drunk. talking about trifles? I'm just saying, like, it's funny how we're talking about desserts for some reason, but uh, it all stems from jelly. But basically, a trifle is such a thing that how does it become a problematic word? I'm in a bit of a trifle, which is a thing we say in England. Like, you know, a bit of a pickle is the other way you can say it. Mm. But it's like, oh, I'm in a jam. Hey, hey, and it's all a different meaning. See, this is weird thing about language, but a trifle, well, that's a trifling situation, right? Yeah. It's a problematic thing. Isn't that also like, not like a small problem, like a bit It's irrelevant? a layer. It's a layered problem. <laughs> so it's a, it's a problem that's got layers to it. A bit of a trifle. It. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's very strange, isn't it? Mm. It's like saying, uh, it's like saying, oh my God, oh, I was so scared that I went full on donut, right? <laughs> I had a proper donut attack. Oh man, I was so mm. donut last night about that. I mean, language is such a weird thing, That's you know, so like stupid. you can say anything about desserts now and put it into a negative context. He came at me and jumped out of the bush and I thought cherry pie. <laughs> it's so weird, right? So anyway, um, lots to discuss this week. Well, first thing we're going to do is uh, get off the subject of desserts. There's mm -hmm. a lot of diabetes in the world right now and we're making you all crave treacle jam, trifle donut, cherry pie. What else did we say? Uh, molasses. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to kick in a molasses, see? It sounds kick like a different word. I'm going to totally kick in a molasses. I went to a flamenco bar the other day and they were playing a molasses, see? Mm. It, has, it doesn't sound like treacle. So the closest thing an American's got to treacle is is uh, actually it's like varnish for your fence. But the second closest thing that you got to treacle is syrup, right? You can mm. have simple syrup, which is syrup that didn't do its maths homework. So no. it, it didn't graduate over high school diplomas. Simple syrup. Or you can have simply syrup, right? Which is just syrup. It's not had anything added to it. Okay. Or you can have syrup or caramel. Caramel's close to treacle, but it's a difference. Anyway, who cares? I don't know where this is This is an amazing thing. It's like we're having an entire podcast opening about sweet things. Ah, oh, like you. You're a sweet thing. <laughs> Thanks. You? You're welcome. It's only because you got beeswax all over. You've been doing that lately to fit through small holes. I don't get it. So anyway, we got some news. Do we? Yeah, it's in honor of like basically, you know how when we went to Japan last year, mm -hmm. sometime this time last year, it was this time last year. This time, yeah, almost, yeah, it was. almost exactly almost. to the date. Almost. Episode forty something. No, it was it was closer to October. Actually, it was close to October. Yeah. See, I got it wrong, but it's coming up. Yeah, it's we almost are very a year. It's almost a one-year anniversary so. since we were in Japan. That's crazy. Yeah, think about that. Yeah, episode forty-three was our. Yeah, first but isn't it weird how you can live your life Japan based app. on the uh, podcast episode you're on? <laughs> Forty episodes ago, yeah, we were thinking about going to Japan. Weird. So what's interesting, like, is okay. So we were there, and they changed the emperor for us because yes. we were like, we don't want the old one. New it's emperor. too old. So we got the emperor in, new emperor's groove, 
or the emperor's <laughs> new groove or the emperor that had a groove and it's nuevo if you're spanish okay um yeah i'm so multi uh linguistic i thought linguistic when i was a kid was a langoustine long story <laughs> langoustines by the way are big shrimp uh i'm not sure if they're <laughs> crayfish explaining this. this is so weird like i've just become a food metaphor all day <laughs> something's going on with me so um yeah the emperor changed mm. it became a new era yes that's when we went to the zoo we went to the zoo. We did go to this the zoo. This is right, because you and Pete are kids. Ah, I felt like a dad no. taking his two extremely massive children on a walk <laughs> to the zoo. Mm. Oh, it's the whole thing. So um, we are now in a situation where Abe, the current Japanese prime minister, stepped down. Okay. He is no longer current. He's no longer the prime minister of Japan. But he's a bit of an icon in his own right. And we, we like to keep in touch with our Asian people because obviously... Active investment in Asia, active investment in America. I'm, I'm basically the guy that should be doing the UN mediating. I think the United Nations should actually have like a mediator and I should be the guy. Because if, if anyone was stupid, I should do the Brexit negotiation. Do you know how I'd do the Brexit negotiation? How? I'd say, right, this is what's going to happen. Uh, we don't like European Union uh, to make decisions for us, so you can't fact but we don't mind trading with you mm. that's okay we can carry on doing that as long as you don't nick all our fish there aren't plenty of fish in the sea how do you like them apples <laughs> actually i wouldn't do any of that i'd just uh i'd not turn up yeah i don't think you'd I'm not be turn a up. it's a horrible here. thing to be a part of as well it's so like it's fundamentally something you can't see a good side to any of it nope it's one of these things in politics where you think it's what it's like Hmm. I went out and I bought this massive 150 foot TV because I thought, you know, I need to have that. And then I got back to my house and I can't fit it anywhere because it's too big. It's bigger than my entire house. Uh, so now I've got it in my garden. And, and that's stupid because when it rains, it's, it's broken. And it's that panic buy. That's what the Brexit thing is. Because it's almost like, hey, we're going to do what every racist person wants and they're going to vote for it. But there's not enough racists in the UK so like, <laughs> this, is super, this is super provocative. Freedom of speech, kids, I don't care. Um, so basically, right, so all the races in the UK are going to want this because they hate immigration, they hate anything different, they hate languages because none of them were good at it in school, which was like the arcane it's schools. It's no longer compulsory yeah, to yeah, do yeah. a second language. So they, they don't, and they don't like the Polish turning up because World War II eclipses their brain, apparently. So, hey, man. The politicians were like, you know what? There's not enough racists in England. We've been pretty progressive, dudes. We've been pretty progressive since the Beatles, right? Because that's how amazingly accurate politicians are in this country, right? The, the smart ones at the top. So they're thinking, there's no way, no way anyone's going to vote this thing through. Mm -hmm. It just ain't going to happen, right? Ironically, at this point, there was more Polish people and British people in England, so the votes weren't, the turnout wasn't that good because mm. a lot of people were immigrants at this point. So when they say 54% of British public voted, no, 54% of the 15 people that voted, because most of them are old people and there's no young people voting, and the Polish are most of our population. I'm making stuff up, I'm talking rubbish. But basically, it's a, it's a political situation that no one wanted. So David Cameron walks off, he doesn't want it, uh, and it leaves us totally exposed, this Brexit situation. So how do you talk about Brexit in a good light? You don't. You don't talk about it. I feel like, you know what I think is actually happening with that? It's a case where if we ignore Brexit, it will go away. <laughs> well, talking about trade agreements, there's the one that was well, signed Japan, with Japan. This is a great thing. Everything's kind of like weird. Like we go to Japan, uh, Liverpool buys the first Japanese player in history, ace, uh, after I'd <laughs> spoken to a guy in a store about Liverpool in Tokyo, yeah. in, in Shibuya, ace. We get back, we get hints that like there's more trade going to happen. In fact, when we got back, there was a notice that says, you know, like Japanese people are, are welcome to just zap your passport. You know, it's, it's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. There's no interrogation chamber for them anymore. <laughs> Um, it's kind of this been this thing that's been building for a long time and recently they announced this new trade deal with Japan and it's so weird it's almost like we've been unexpected British ambassadors 
Because it all started with us. Obviously. You know, well, everything does. <laughs> everything starts with yeah. us. We're, we're the start of everything. We preempt everything. You know that bit where the gun goes off in a race? Yeah. We're that gun. We're the gun. That's, that's what we are. Uh, we're the gun going off. We're the sound oh, of the gun. Dear. The gun doesn't really go off. We're just the sound. We go bang. Like that, and, okay. it, and then everyone runs. That used to terrify me going by the tangent. When we did sports day. We never had a gun go off in, in primary school. Because that's, that's never a good idea for a bunch of kids to hear a gun go off. Um, when we're in high school though, and we had sports day, which is kind of like when your school decides it's the Olympics for a day mm. and you have an athletics competition with everyone in your school, mm. uh, in different year groups and stuff like this. That's a British tradition. It's probably all over the world though. I guess everyone's got their own we version. We got a up. sports day, but I don't remember us using guns. They Must started it off with a gun sound. and I only did it one year. And it freaked me out. <laughs> I'd never, apart from being in the countryside where you got really weirdo old guys like my dad shooting things badly and then mm. missing and shooting a cable line down or something like this. And so we have no telephone for a month. Uh, when you have people like that in the country and they're like shooting rabbits or whatever because pests and farms and stuff like this, you're aware of guns, if that makes sense. Mm. Right? But when you actually hear the sound of a pistol go off, mm -hmm. and they're not firing bullets, they're firing blanks. After sure, of course. <laughs> boys, imagine the start of the Olympics, bang, yeah. oh, duck's oh. just falling right in front of that guy, so they've got a handicap. Yeah. Um, you basically got a situation where that noise is so loud that it's off-putting. Mm. It, it, it's weird. Makes you jump right yeah. and makes you... And what kind of weird life is that? Where you hear mean? a gun go off and you start legging it. <sighs> That's, I mean, that's, that's that, natural. That is natural. <laughs> it is natural. But in martial arts, i got a conflict with that. Because obviously, if you run away from a guy with a gun, you're exposing yourself. Anyway, that's a whole thing. Would you thing. run towards the gun? I would literally run towards the gun. And uh, you Tackle! play this. Here's, it's a realistic thing. You play this in your mind as a martial artist all the time. Because guns are the thing that they're, they're not a they're not exactly um, equal. They're you not gotta, a fair weapon. Yeah, it's not a fair fight, mm -hmm. right? But you do think really weird stuff as a martial artist or anyone who's a survivalist will have a similar thought, like a prepper yeah. who's <laughs> just chopping all the vegetables for the chefs no. of the apocalypse. Uh, that's what a prepper is. <laughs> the thing that you have as a martial artist, so, so you start playing this stuff in your head where what a lot of people don't understand about martial arts is the creative element. Okay, so art really means like your thoughts turn into a creative element in the weirdest possible way for example mm -hmm. you're walking across the road you see a granny at the uh traffic lights and she's wearing a certain color top and you then go oh my god that color that granny that stop that's a painting and you go home that night and you paint granny at the stop wearing teal mm. and that's then you know a huge massive art exhibit <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's if you're an artist, artist, right? But say, like, you wake up as a storyteller, you wake up in the middle of the night and you go, oh, my God, I just figured it out. Because you have this idea in scene by scene or whatever, and then you link it all together in the middle of the night. It's always the middle of the night because mm -hmm. that's where your subconscious takes over. And you suddenly go, got it, figured it all out. And it all makes logical sense okay. to only you. Now, the people around you don't know you've been creating a story. <laughs> <laughs> so they're almost, what the hell are you talking about? This guy with a dragon who takes her for a walk and there's a tiger. What? You sound like you're crazy, right? So artists are notoriously different. Let's say that. Sure. There's, there's a spectrum, I think, there's for a art. Spectrum I think there should be. Yes. I think there should be. There's a spectrum if you you're on the artistic on spectrum, the spectrum, for sure. Mm -hmm. Martial arts is on that spectrum. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of people, when you get to a certain level in martial arts, if it becomes an art, like, here's the thing. You can paint, you can paint, but you're not a painter. You're not an artist. So you like the hobby. Yeah. You like drawing plants and stuff, but you're not waiting. You're just imitating. It's life. Here's a, this is what I saw. It's an you're exercise. Not, yeah, essentially not creating anything. So there's people who make movies on YouTube, TikTok, whatever. Uh, not for long, because Donald Trump's going to bat in TikTok. <laughs> but uh, the time's running out on TikTok. TikTok. That's, mm. that's really amazing promo. Why aren't they doing that? <laughs> time is running out on TikTok. TikTok, TikTok. Yeah, see? Mm -hmm. uh, but basically, there are people who are making videos. 
And they're not thinking creatively, and they're not going, oh, the composition must be exactly right, and I need the arts, and I need the filter. In fact, people who overthink film tend to not be artists either. Yeah. They tend to be imitators. Yeah. Or trend followers. So an artist is defined when it interrupts your brain inappropriately. For example, you're at a funeral, and you're a comedian. And it's a serious occasion. And the severity of the occasion makes you laugh because you think something absurd, which is the root of all comedy. Yeah. Like, I wonder what would happen if he just stuck his head up and uh, he was just, oh, I'm only kidding. And you think a scene like that, you know, in the most severely inappropriate time, yeah. and that's your hint that you're meant to make people laugh for a career. Mm. The class clown, whatever it is. You have some kind of weird way of taking a severity of life and turn it into a joke. Martial arts is the same. Martial arts is a case where, say, at a certain level, you realize it's not just the practice karate thing that I did when I was a kid in a judo hall for self-defense and inverted commas. This thing means more to me. It's my spiritual life. It's where I think. Mm. It's all of the stuff that makes sense, if that makes sense. Almost a religion, if that if that's what you will. And at a certain point, people come to you and they say, well, if I had a gun, right? Yeah. If I had a gun. If I had a gun. <laughs> if you had a gun, mate, you'd need to load it with ammunition, point it at me and fire it. Otherwise, you've just got a freaking gun. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. You know, click, click, click. That's intimidating. I can do that with, uh, I don't know, a uh, molasses. You know, like a Spanish flamenco molasses. No. I could do that with that. Maracas. 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 Sorry, what oh, you were lost. It was a joke. I was being funny. No. There's three people at the back that found that really funny and they can't stop laughing. But when you're martialized, people say, you know, like stupid stuff. Oh, oh I could do, do this. If... Yeah, well, it's mm. not only what you could do if it's like, it's one of the few jobs. For example, in my experience, because I'm a comedian, I've done that professionally. I'm a musician, done that professionally. I'm an actor, done that professionally. Mm -hmm. And I'm also martial artist, which makes me a compulsive liar that likes to show off, extreme narcissistic, but also thinks about killing you. I'm all of these <laughs> things. That's it. <laughs> Sociopathic tendencies. So as a musician, people are like, play me a song then. Sing, sing <laughs> something to me. Go on, are you singer? Go on, sing. And it doesn't, it, it's, it's a whole thing. When Okay, so I'm a musician that's a narcissist. I'll sing for you straight up like those annoying people in town oh, centre that can't yeah. stop being operatic or listening to music and then singing loudly because they want all the attention on them. A real artist doesn't want you to know that they're an artist. I'm just going to tell you that. And I'll tell you why. Because it's a process. I can't just sing for you because I need to check my voice. A voice, a rumor voice. And my voice is my livelihood because I'm an artist. Mm. So I have to protect it. So I can't just burst out into a spontaneous song for you and do all of these flash mob stuff where we're singing on a subway to nowhere because no one's allowed subways anymore. Um, unless it's the sandwich, sandwich shop, which is the <laughs> crappiest flash mob ever. And you'd also be breaking social distancing rules. There's a lot of wrong going on. But you know what I mean? Like mm. people want you to sing and they want you to prove it to them. Yeah. And you say, well, what's your job? Oh, well, I'm a waiter. Oh, really? Okay, well then prove it to me. Go mm. get me a drink. Yeah. And then as soon as they leave, okay, fine, I'll do it. And then you sing me a song. Sure, okay, we've got the deal. They go off and get you a drink. You run and you'd never go back. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. And that, by the way, is how celebrities feel every time you run up to them. Take a selfie. <laughs> it's the same thing. Right, so anyway. So is that. Okay, <sighs> so... You're a musician, I want you to sing a song. You're a comedian. And it's like, oh, it's Tommy Joke. Tommy Joke, mate, go on. Tommy Joke, it's really funny. All right, yeah, um, knock, knock, who's there? I'm just phoning police so you can leave me alone, get a restraining order on you. It's a very simple joke, and it's also got some it's tragedy to joke. it. Anyway, um, the, point, the point that I'm saying is, so you're a comedian, Tommy Joke. Mm. You're an actor, no one's really got anything for that. No one's really got anything for an actor. Unless you're a voice actor. Oh, do me, do me the voice of Homer Simpson. Go on, yeah. do that, right? And so you see this weird thing happening, but martial arts, mm -hmm. it's a case, because like, okay, so if you're a painter, no one's like, paint me a picture. <laughs> no one's like, well, you've got to wait for that, right? <laughs> oh, you're an artist, all right, paint me something. They it, acknowledge there was a process right, right, right. They, that, They yeah. say, okay, you're a painter, oh, I don't care okay. about painting. You know, it's just anything they know they can see. It's like these I people. I mean, they might go, oh, you know, uh, do you have any pictures of your work? They might ask that. 
<laughs> like as you're carrying your portfolio around. Yeah, with it. yeah. But that's the point, man. Everyone's it's Instagram? this weird thing. So martial <laughs> arts is a case where people do the same thing. It's almost mm. like self-trolling. Like everyone's so important that they have to you have to prove to them that you're doing it. It's such a weird thing in humanity. So as a martial artist, a lot of people come up to you and they're trying to find holes. Mm-hmm. All right, well, if I just whack you in the head and everyone does the punch, you know, or slaps you or something like this. One thing I think if you are legitimately a martial artist, you should start saying, instead of saying martial artist, you say, I'm a professional hitman. <laughs> I don't really like talking about it because if I do, it usually means I'm after you next. Uh, <laughs> and you are Larry, right? And you do live at 43. That's the brilliant thing about mobile phones. If you're a celebrity listening, no one does this. No one gives celebrities advice. Have you noticed that? It's always celebrities giving normal people advice. Yeah. I'm now giving the celebrities advice. Okay. Okay. You've got a mobile phone. Everyone's got a smartphone. Okay. You can stalk people whilst you're talking to them. You can literally do it. So if they have a selfie, you've got to be a good detective. See what their name is. See where the, the picture they're taking of you is going. Okay, then find them up on Facebook, get all their personal information because people like that give it you all the time. And if they say, if you're a martial artist and they say, you say, actually, I'm a professional hitman. And I could show you what I do, but you'd never be able to talk about it again because you'd be <laughs> dead, right? Yeah. But it's like this case where it's so frustratingly annoying when people come up to you like, prove it to me. Yeah. Well, you're a plumber. All right, fix my toilet. You wouldn't do that, would no, you? No, because no. they're fixing your toilet. And they ask you for money for it. Yeah. There's a money exchange. So if I'm going to sing you a song, you're going to pay me yeah. what it's worth for a live concert and me doing it. That's a Is lot that a of money. Request? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's, I'm just trying to help the celebrities out. No one yeah. helps celebrities. Mm -hmm. We all hate them because they're successful. No one gets that they're still human beings. Mm -hmm. They're human beings that live in palaces, fine. But they're still human beings. You can't <laughs> hate them for being successful. You can't hate anyone for being successful. There's a lot of plumbers that are multi-billionaires. Are there? Yeah. Yeah, because they set up corporate plumbing gigs. That's true. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Everyone needs their that. toilet What a fixed. boring celebrity that is. <laughs> if you were at school that year, Harvard, and you got the guest speakers in your graduation, this is um, Stephen Stavros. He's a uh, plumber extraordinaire, multi-billionaire. He started corporate plumbing. Your whole class would sink. Oh, we wanted Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> I don't want this jackass. Who cares about plumbing? Yeah. It's a sinking feeling. <laughs> That's what that was the setup for that joke. You see? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I was talking about Japan. And the point is, new prime minister is in, and he looks like a good prime minister. Suga. Suga. Yoshihide. And he was uh, under Abe. It's actually the popular vote. They wanted mm. him. Isn't that fascinating? The whole world's politics has gone to hell. No one wants their politicians in. Everyone hates their politicians, except mm. for Japan, who has actually got what I asked for. Mm. But I didn't ask for Abe to step down. Yeah, strange. But anyway, new prime minister, new start for Japan, new era, new emperor. It's very good, very yeah. encouraging. New trade deal with England. Yeah. Yeah. It's apt. I think it's an interesting thing what's going on, actually, because... Okay, if you're listening around the world, our politicians, around the world, everyone's politicians, including mm. Brazil, they listen to this podcast. We, our 53 hits or subscribers are blatantly all politician world leaders. There's only 53 of those, isn't there? I don't know. How many actually. countries in the world? Like 6,000 billion? <laughs> There's a new country every year. Mm. New countries every year, which is weird because a lot of countries are falling into the ocean because of rising sea levels, apparently. But we get new countries every year. It's very strange um, that we didn't know. Like, for example, if you watch the Olympics opening ceremony, there's always like, okay, I know that country. I know that country. Mm -hmm. 54 countries in Africa. Know them. Uh, who? Yeah. <laughs> Who's the St. Bernard Isle of Jibber Jabber? <laughs> I don't know who they are. Who are they? And they come in doing bat flips and they're all lit on fire and stuff. It's very weird. There's always that country, right? And they're always the ones, they're always the ones with Olympic openers that have, 
they've got a chip on their shoulder because you don't know them. Mm. No one has a clue where these guys are. You don't even know which part of the world. We presume they're in Asia. Have you noticed that? <laughs> we're always like, they've got to be Asian. Yeah. Because like, we've kind Somewhere of figured the kind rest of the world out. They've got to be something. <laughs> I need to realize they're probably Scandinavian. Or so. It's very odd. What I'm trying to say is, okay, all the politicians in the world definitely listen to this. I'm convinced of it. I'm convinced of it. Because I always think in the two weeks we have, when we're, if we mention something political or anything, the headlines in the papers almost quote me and the voices in my head. And by the way, I'm just demonstrating, this is an acting exercise I'm doing on a radio station, really, right now. It's a radio play. Uh, but we should call it a podcast performance because <laughs> that's more apt for this Unlike current generation. Unlike some other podcasts, this one is entirely improvised. No show notes, no... Yeah, I don't know what's that's why we forget names of everything and we kind of get ourselves into a jam or a pickle uh -huh. or a pickle jam <laughs> or a jammy pickle. I don't know. Uh, but what I was saying is you can tell they do. They mm. listen to us. And when I said it was a podcast performance, I'm not really this narcissistic or delusional. I'm pretty sure no one listens to this podcast except for aliens. Uh, hi, aliens. Hi, aliens. How are you doing? Mm. Uh, we're all aliens. We're just some of us are legal aliens and some of us are <laughs> illegal aliens. How are you an illegal alien sting from the police when you sang that song? I don't understand. You, can, you can't be an illegal alien. You're an alien, period. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's not like your fault that you're an alien. If an alien came down, all alien means is foreigner. Mm. That's all it is, foreign element. Yeah. This is alien because it's, I don't know what it is. Right? Different just to be dictionary corner for a second. Um, but ba basically, <laughs> right, how can you be an illegal alien? You can't. You can only be a legal alien. Now, I know what they're saying. Well, you, you're in a country beyond the time that you're meant to be in a country. If you're an alien from outer space, the whole planet's not your country. Mm. How does Border Patrol deal with that? If, like this is a thing that nah, this is a really cool tangent because right now I've just said every politician listens to this program. I've just given them the perfect rationality to deny alien life for the next 20 years. And here it is. If aliens existed, you'd see them at border control. There'd be a sign. You'd have US immigrants, US residents, UK residents, you, you know, European residents, U European immigrants, uh, Asian wherever Asian country, and then you'd have a separate queue for intergalactic aliens because mm. they'd be real, right? Otherwise, every yeah. human being on Earth should be like, hold on a minute, why are the aliens getting a free pass? Why? Why? Shouldn't the alien border patrol be in space, though? No. Because they don't know our no, country's you don't want, borders. That's, that's what the International Space Station really is. <laughs> that's what it really is. Yeah, yeah. The ISS God, that'd is, be uh, boring, wouldn't it? The border for aliens to What cross. a boring job. Why are you going to the ISSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSS
only uh, acorns throw away from each other. I don't <laughs> thin know. Line. <laughs> thin <laughs> line between. Um, yeah, yeah. No, a piece of string. Madness uh, and yeah. genius. All that. Yeah. Well, it's not... Like, I think that the process of creativity, especially in comedy, is always um, this eclectic chaos, right? Especially improv. So there's nothing. So you, your brain's working faster than it should be and all this stuff. What I'm saying is how it all makes sense, how it all comes together, is that we start trends. We're like, you know, we were talking last week about how when Danny LaRusso turns up in a Karate Kid, all the howl breaks loose and it's all crazy, right? Yes. And then Godzilla, Brian Cranston version. <laughs> and everywhere Brian Cranston goes, Godzilla follows him, yep. almost like and they're we telepathically the linked. Perspective. Yeah, exactly. When we're in this situation, I feel like, whatever reason, the uh, perspective I seem to throw out here, mostly to get a quick laugh and shameful narcissistic joy from people laughing at what I say, there seems to be a world reaction. Mm. Whereas in the, we're now in a two-week break, but even when we're at a week break, some headline or something somewhere literally says what Pops I've said. Mm. Yeah. So it's I'm under the delusion. It is a delusion because there's a whole thing about chaos theory and coincidence. Yeah, it could be entirely coincidental every single week. It could be. Or mm. it could be secretly <laughs> I'm the guy writing all the headlines. <laughs> no. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's my job. I don't know. I'm an illegal alien. I, don't know. I have watched The Karate Kid since we last spoke. That's great. Mm. That's good for you. I rewatched it since mm. we last spoke. Yeah. But anyway, I'll get to that in a point. My point is, right? There's a lot of people who don't understand how obscene and annoying it is to ask an artist to demonstrate their job because you wouldn't, especially when you're getting paid for it. It's a weird thing for a celebrity to be at your beck and call, like mm. they owe you something. Like they're public property. Like they owe you something. Mm. It's part of gig, but it shouldn't be part of gig, yeah. essentially. It's not part of YouTube kids gig. No. The YouTube kids, uh, kid, kids. Kicks. I've invented a word. Uh, the YouTube kids or that generation of stars that's coming out of the internet, I should say, because it's anything now, Instagram, TikTok, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, they have an entitled vibe and it either works or it doesn't work. And that's okay. Like, who cares? But I think there's a lot of people nowadays that just take a video of a celebrity so they can sell it mm. and then sell themselves. Mm. It's not a genuine fandom anymore. It's yeah, an opportunity it's to cash in. Yeah. on the I'm situation. I'm Kevin Hart in the bathroom, and what I'm going to do is take a selfie of him just so all my followers yeah. think I'm so famous that Kevin Hart's my mate. Yeah, right. So stupid. So stupid. Mm -hmm. Whereas all the Kevin Hart's followers simply listen to Kevin Hart talk to you about the story forever, and you become the thing that most annoyed him about his fame. <laughs> so he's not your mate. He's the opposite of your mate. Mm -hmm. and, and that makes you look like a loser, I'm just saying, if you're that guy. Uh, socially distancing has stopped a lot of merchandise sales for celebrity sightings, hasn't it? It's very strange times, folks. But I was just trying to point out like the whole thing about what we do here and what I am trying to do here is to give uh, you the alternative perspective. Who's defended celebrities ever? No one. <laughs> History doesn't defend celebrities. It yeah. burns them at the stake because they're witches. Um, we're, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we're going to go for, so Japan, this series, series three, which we did, and you will know if you go to episode 43 or whatever, you start that Tokyo journey with us. Yes. Live, less, almost this time last year. So crazy our time's just gone. Yeah. When life was somewhat relatively Normal. what we all grew up knowing. <laughs> What is normal? Yeah. If you were like one now and this becomes the rest of your life, you're going to have the most bitter old people by the time you're a teenager. <laughs> it's not going to be, hey, kid, you don't know what we went through, man. It's going to be, hey, kid, do you remember that? that well, you won't know. They're going to be dystopian children. It's they, very oh scary. How crazy is that? It's going to be reverse <laughs> logic. We won't even be saying, hey, man, you don't know how it is. You'd be like, hey, man, you don't know how... Well, it's harder for you, I suppose, because yeah. you haven't got any freedom. Yeah. You're just a number. But they Weird. don't know what freedom is That's if they amazing. never have it. That's an amazing Will Ferrell movie. I'm throwing it out there. What? The reverse dystopian film. So he's raised up as a dystopian child where he's got no liberty, he's got no freedom, and mm -hmm. he's listening to a bunch of people waffling on about how they had freedom of speech and all of this stuff. 
And he's thinking, that's weird. Yeah. Like, it's almost like the communist extremity normality mm. against these hippies yeah. <laughs> that once were. We used to have video games and stuff. You had what? And that would be an amazing... Anyway, that could be done. That'll be made now. That will be made. I'm, I'm this influencer. I'm actually selling myself like I could be an Illuminati member and I'm not. What? Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine if I was? <laughs> that would be so funny. I didn't even know about it. I just went to these memes. I thought it was Cub Scouts. What? We were divvying up the world. What? Oh, man, yeah, Dark Lord's great. I like the Dark Lord. What's the problem with Dark Lord? I hail Satan, all this stuff. Yeah, it's all good. It's fine. No problem. And you just, that's another Will Ferrell movie. Ah, oh, I'm giving Will Ferrell a career I here. I am so lost. You're in, in the Illuminati and you're a Satanist because that's all connecting the conspiracy theory pages and you don't realize that you're in it. Like, you're so privileged and rich as a kid. You've been raised into the Illuminati. You're one of the biggest, like Donald Trump, what he just says every day as president. He doesn't mm. know what he's saying. <laughs> he doesn't know what normal people are. I'm pretty sure he's aware that normal people clean his windows, mm. but he doesn't know where they live. He doesn't know what they live. He doesn't you just see what I'm saying? It's this complete so you could do a movie about Attachment. that. Attachment. Yeah. That's a funny Experience. movie. So yeah, it's a funny movie. Mm. Uh like How did we get here? Because like you're waiting for it. No, we're just going play. I don't know what's going on. I we're in a we botanical were garden. Japan? Yeah, yeah, we were. <laughs> Japan is so influential to me. It inspires yeah. me to say loads of weird stuff. Okay, and pause. Japan. I'm going to finish that off and then I'll wrap up all of the chaos that I've created uh, subsequently. Please. The third series of Project FIA, this seems so mundane. Third series of Project FIA, we're aiming to get out by Halloween. It's coming. We're hoping. We need to be in our treehouse of uh, no it. leaves so we can edit it. And yeah. yeah, basically, our situation is we're in a botanical garden that hasn't got internet. Luckily, there's an ice cream truck park close, but that's where i get my jelly from that's where you get your jelly from the ice cream truck and Mm -hmm. it's where we get wi-fi from and if you're wondering why she gets jelly from an ice cream truck why would you get wi-fi from an ice cream truck (laughs) so anyway it's a jelly ice cream you've gone on tangency it's not me doing it so japan series three project fa it's coming soon we're Mm -hmm. aiming for halloween we're going to keep you all posted there's going to be a lot of announcements about the uh podcast we're doing a lot of exciting stuff in the near and, and and dear future despite all of this dystopian world that we live in <laughs> we're just trying to like you know we're just trying to see if we can do it so i'm i'm telling everyone here because i know a lot of people um don't care about what we're doing <laughs> uh but if you did let's say you might uh it's coming check it out in halloween it's also a really good one it's a good one because this oh, is it was this, so fun well it's not only that it's i think it's japan like you've never seen it before no well, Which Hong is like Kong most things we do. Hong Kong that you've never seen. It well, before, most people so don't well. even know what Hong Kong is, so it's putting Hong Kong on well, a different. If you haven't map. seen the series, all the links are in the description. Yeah, it's all so there. It's all there. But we don't out. want to do shameless promotion. What we're trying to do is tell our diehard fans, and that's people who like the movie Die Hard. <laughs> uh, series three is coming. Yeah, it's got no Bruce Willis in it, though. Surprise! But there are cameos from a few superheroes, aren't there? Mm-hmm. I won't say nothing. So. What I'm trying to do is, like, this whole episode is really kind of... I think this is kind of a... What would I say? Like, a midpoint of my sanity being lost forever. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a weird one, because there's so much negativity in the news, and there's so much repetition of stuff we've already discussed at arm's length, and forever and ever and ever, amen, that it's kind of like I wanted... I, I think this is transition where we're just trying to find <laughs> something to talk about, but... One thing that I'm trying to do in wrapping up all this artistic stuff together and saying, like, to tie that conversation up is this. There seems to be this weird space that we're in now. We're creative people. And the example I was saying, like, martial artists always get this thing was about the fact that martial artists also dream of really scary stuff. Like, if someone came at me with an assault rifle, what would I do? Because mm-hmm. it's an assault rifle. Yeah. Right? So you, you start creating these trajectory things. Like, imagine a story and you're, you're a story writer or a poet. Or you're a musician, you're writing lyrics or whatever it is. You get these ideas from this weird sort of place. With martial arts, it's no different. For example, everyone's talking about gun crime. So you go to bed that night and you go, oh, how would I deal with that situation? 
and it becomes very scientific and you play at least from my own experience you play the scene a thousand times in your head you put yourself in that bronx back alley it's always the bronx new york it's always a back alley from the 80s it's always that because uh, that's what the world of these you know like when everyone says don't go out at night don't go out at night because all the witches and wolves and stuff come out at night right all the creepy <laughs> things come out at night that's the whole thing we said since medieval times don't go out at night there were literally wolves in the forest back then but we never associate for some we weird reason we never associate a country lane or a forest or something like this we always associate urban sprawl because that's where most crime is happening yeah back alleys yeah stuff. back alleys mm. the alleys you shouldn't go down but you just can't help it uh <laughs> <laughs> have you noticed how this is an amazing time have you noticed how every crime show always starts off the one night she took the back alley she never wanted to before in her life but she thought i'll take the shortcut because i just want to get home with this new bread loaf that i've bought and unfortunately uh there was a monster waiting for an air face it's always like that and have you seen this monster we've got surveillance footage it's Loch Ness is in Scotland he was lost in a back alley for some reason <laughs> that's why it's not you can't see pictures of him in a lake anyway you always get that kind of urban sprawl mm. and so that point that I'm gonna have to close down that point because I won't live in myself otherwise it's been too chaotic is that you imagine it you get scientific and the thing about being in the brain of this creative thing as martial artist is that you lose every dream so you're getting killed in everything because right. you're playing variables it's mm. like the movies that you see where a time traveler keeps trying to figure out the way to get out this loop yeah like a video game like it's an impassable moment yeah and he's finding the one in infinite way like Doctor Strange did it mm. in Endgame. Yeah. Where he's trying to find the one, one possibility one, that... Yeah, because yeah. everything else is going to be total annihilation. It's, it's, it's similar, right. weirdly. And so you play this case of, like, you know, you're hearing high school shootings, you're hearing all this stuff, and you yeah. try and imagine it. Like, how can we create... How can we create an answer to that? Okay? So you lose a lot of fights. You lose in a lot of these situations, and then you start, okay, it's fear. Fear is basically why I keep getting killed in every single one of these scenarios. Mm. I have to get over my fear of the gun, the weapon, the actual thing. And that's when you start becoming a logic of saying, here's the art form that I need to get out of that situation. Now, that is how most martial artists, if they're real, think, right? If they're just hobbyists, mm. they're dead. <laughs> okay but it's the same it's such a fun thing because there's got to be a thing called an artistic spectrum and we're getting all of these comedians and stuff like this we we're in a really the reason i'm saying this is it's such a unique time to talk about it mm. because no one is different so here we are doing a podcast where we're getting people listening all over the world thank you very much for doing that by the way but we're all in the same boat. situation yeah 100 percent so it's really interesting. In fact, if you know, a lot of people are like creativity might be killed because of this or mm -hmm. independent shops or anything like this is really at risk yeah. for corporate complete takeover. I'd like to say that I think there's going to be a lot of artists created because of the situation mm -hmm. where a lot of people who might be an accountant or, you know, a chef yeah. are starting to think differently. Yeah. And that's that's really they have cool. That time who knows? For... It's a transition. Yeah. It's, it's interesting this is almost like enforced self-reflection it is and that's what this is about mm. you know like that wraps that up because i did have a point and i've finished that point thank you for listening win because she's looking at me as if i'm insane my hair is on fire <laughs> i might add i did set that we don't have any lights in here so i was like well my hair's pretty long right now and so i can just set it on fire and so i did so we've got stage lighting I could talk about Christians and stage lighting for years, but I won't. Just ask Nero, not the guy at the coffee shop in England, the emperor who's dead. But there's a lot of stuff. We're seeing loads of negatives, but there's a lot of stuff that I feel are fundamentally positive. Mm -hmm. The fact that most headlines echo me means that people are thinking similarly. That's a good thing, because that means that I'm your leader. <laughs> 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 you should all listen uh, to everything I say like it's law. Not that any of you listen to laws. <laughs> yeah, reckless abandonment. <laughs>
Anyway, whatever. I think court cases should be drive through these days. There's so many of them. Have you noticed? Mm. Court cases, like courts of law, should they should just be quick. Like Vegas chapels, Las Vegas wedding chapels. Courts of law should be like a drive through McDonald's experience. You've talked about this before, except it was tennis games. No, no, that was the that's how most uh, courts operate. And and I think in the courts in the yeah, tennis, tennis court where you have a tennis match. Uh, I'm talking about drive-through courts. I think it it'd be very good. Like okay. the jury's just permanently there, you know. Or jury. They're they're with on Zoom. They're you on can, Zoom. Yeah, they're on Zoom, and you get jury detail, and you can just flip. well, that's um, what's happening, yeah, really. Yeah. But this is what's so weird is that there's got to be something psychological in that as well, like how we're all interacting as screens. Mm. Have you noticed that? Yep. Like right now, I'm only seeing you as a screen. No. You're a person in front of me, but I'm just imagining you to be a, a yes, 4K Ultra a screen, HD widescreen. I'm not even seeing your face. You're just a massive rectangle to me right now. <laughs> That's all you are. It's almost like everyone is literally a TV show right now. It's a weird thing. It's been a weird week. Sorry, folks. We're going to be back in two weeks. We are going to start talking in what I would officially call the road to Tokyo. And if you're in Japan right now, I think maybe there's a lot of people worried about their new prime minister. It all happened so fast with Abe leaving. He was a beloved leader. He really was. I think Suga's going to be good. I think Japan's in a really good place worldwide right now. And I only say that because, how man, they're, they're allies of the UK, trade mm -hmm. allies. It's pretty amazing. Hopefully we'll have awesome trade deals at the end of this. Who knows? Um, I want some sushi now. You want some sushi now? Yeah, I'm so hungry. You want some sushi now? Wow, she's demanding. I don't think it works like that. I finished my jello. Yeah, well, you got green fingers still. You need to wash your hands. <laughs> you didn't even think about the fact we haven't got a sink in here. My hair's on fire. Guys, <laughs> it's getting hotter and it's getting closer to my head. So I'm going to have to wrap this up. It's been an eclectic one, but it's been fun. Still on the quest to launch Series 3. We're going to talk about that from ever. It's merciless promotion now. Uh, all online. We're just excited about it, it. To be fair, it isn't really merciless. I'll make it as fun We're as We're very can. passive. We are really passive. Why are we're we? Why are really. we even doing this? <laughs> we're insane. Um, yeah. So we we gotta come in. The other thing I'm just gonna say is like, as soon as we can, we're gonna give you some major announcements about FIA. There's a lot of cool stuff we've got in in mind. We've had in mind for ages, but we kind of feel like we're getting that point now where um, you know the the growth of the podcast is starting to be very apparent to us. So we we're gonna match your enthusiasm <laughs> by trying to be enthusiastic ourselves <laughs> and on that note i need to go because my head's literally on fire be safe and please take care we are thinking about you the world is having loads of transitional periods i will say this folks i personally instinctively and i think a lot of us do think that it's worth surviving this because something good is on the horizon it feels like it isn't but if you read any fortune cookie and the positive Good always follows super bad stuff. Maybe it's because we all had a crap Zodiac year. Who knows? But I think good things are on the horizon. And on that note, we'll be back in two weeks. Probably here in a botanical garden. Who knows? We don't. Uh, take care of yourself. <laughs>